0: It's a Northwest Lifestyle weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Nick Miles is our auto expert, so drop it into gear. It's a green flag. Here's Nick.
1: Well, hello and welcome to our auto expert, the Automotive World's car show, and we're taking time of your weekend to relate to you some really cool stuff. I. I'm in the middle of the road as far as electric cars are concerned. Uh, I, I like some of them. Uh, I feel that others maybe could do better. Uh, it's a new technology. Uh, Jen, completely the other end of the scale, she <laughs> likes big, meaty gas vehicles that pump out loads of smoke. Uh, is your truck diesel or is it gas?
2: Both are gas.
1: Both your trucks? You have two trucks? Yes. Oh, you greedy girl. <laughs> uh, what do you have? You have a big, meaty truck. What is it?
2: Um... 94 Chevy Silverado. Yeah. 1500. And yeah. then I have a 2500 HD Silverado, and that's a uh, 2005. And then, of course, my Camaro.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, and your Camaro. 99. You you are just like a... Uh, uh, what's your gas bill like?
2: Is it horrible? No.
1: No? No. It's, what, 60 bucks a week?
2: No, it's more than that. <laughs> I'd say it's about 100 bucks. 100 bucks a week? Yeah. That's like for the electric cars. So I have three big... Beefy
1: vehicles. <laughs> uh, all right, so let, let's talk a little bit about electric cars. There is a big movement going underway to electrify the world. The UK is saying that it would like to abolish gasoline vehicles by 2040. It's coming, just the same way as when we said we were going to abolish the horse and cart. The farmers <laughs> are waving their pitchforks and angry, uh, but the truth is, it's the right thing to do, and it's gonna it's gonna be easy. Once we electrify the world, it's going to be easy. It probably won't happen in our lifetimes. Uh, however, it'll there'll be a good start towards electrification of vehicles. So interestingly enough, I was uh, watching this video of the head of Shell in the UK, and he had, you'd expect a car company, right? Uh, the, he's the Anglo-Dutch company Shell, the chief executive of the company. You'd expect someone like that, Uh, his name is uh, Ben Van uh, Buren, you'd expect him to go, gasoline is the future, that's where we want to be. And he actually said in this statement that he wants to bring forward the UK's ban on gasoline, or petrol and diesel engines as they would call it, from 2040 to earlier, because he feels that uh, Shell need to know where to invest their time and their money. I think that's brilliant. I do too. Uh, What a turnaround. I mean, clearly you cannot kill the inevitable. Inevitably, we're going to go towards electrification of vehicles. But ultimately, why not at least tell us when so we can start investing our money in the right place and try not to hold on to uh, something that isn't realistic? So the question is, are you ready to get rid of your gasoline trucks? No. Ah! But <laughs> well, you think what he said was brilliant.
2: Yeah. I know. I think it's great. Like I said, um, I just I just love my gas truck. If they can, you know, the electric motors, if they can make them as fast as the Formula E ones and and they I will. have that power, then okay, yay, I'm all
1: for it. Nobody's on an electric truck yet. I mean, Tesla's talking about doing it, but, uh, you know, they have their own problems Yeah, uh, with actually whether they'll be able to make it happen. I mean... They struggle to get over five thousand a month uh, production of their Model Threes. Uh, so the interesting thing is, uh, will they be able to do that? Uh, I just think it's it's foresight in investment to to move into the position of saying, let's get the future clear. We know what's coming. We can't avoid it, so at least bring it forward so we can start taking some of the money we've earned out of uh, pumping oil out of the ground and, also- and reinvest it.
2: But I also like the fact that like um, Toyota is moving towards, they have the hydrogen vehicles as well. So you have an alternative instead of just all electric.
1: And I think like anything else in the world, it's not going to be one clear fueling. We're going to have a mixture of gasoline while we still have supplies. We're going to have a mixture of hydrogen and electricity. There are options there. All right. right. Uh, our auto expert this show all about energy as you probably guessed we're talking to uh, people about the new jaguar ipace dave larson will be here from jaguar uh, we'll talk to ford about their new energy and uh, their brand new vehicle and anton wallman will be here as well our crazy mad i know everything about dot com <laughs> from seeking alpha uh, that is what's in line for
0: you on this week's our auto expert more, our auto expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. Start your engines and they're off. Back to our auto expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News.
1: Uh, we're talking to Marianne Capo about the Chrysler Pacifica and the Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid. You're listening to our auto expert. I want to talk a little bit uh, about the. Um, the platform that this vehicle sits on because there is a there this is a stroke of genius so that anybody that doesn't know that we're talking about the uh, Chrysler, Pacific, Chry- Chrysler Pacifica hybrid is this vehicle has a very unique platform that it's built on and Chrysler is part of a big company which involves uh, Fiat Chrysler automobiles uh, even Maserati and Alfa Romeo are uh, part of the same company as well as uh, Dodge um, Jeep Ram and Fiat Here's the interesting thing. The platform that this vehicle is built on is so good that uh, your sister companies are all clamoring to use it in their their upcoming vehicles. probably makes you proud to think that uh, you guys led the way with such a good vehicle, and now everybody wants a piece of your action.
3: That's right. Um, no, I mean, we, we built an all-new architecture, so... Um, the Pacifica, the Pacifica minivan um, was all new, built from the ground up. Um, the new platform provides a really smooth and responsive ride and handling, also quiet. And, you know, it, we also have the flexibility to have gas models or your hybrid model that we've been focusing on in our conversation.
1: Let's talk a little bit about uh, the vacuum, because this is uh, something that makes sense in these vehicles. We know the kids have to be entertained, but when you live in your minivan, especially when you do road trips, that type of thing, uh, vacuum cleaners are... Probably one of the most necessary things in the vehicle, and that was kind of a stroke of genius as well. Now there is another company that does a vacuum cleaner in their minivan, but theirs is right in the back. You you stuck it uh, around the wheel well, so basically you can sit in the second row, just pull up a little door, and there is the vacuum hose. You can pull it out and vacuum all those Cheerios up. Uh, that that was kind of a stroke of genius. Is that one of the reasons that people shop for this new Chrysler Pacifica minivan? Certainly,
3: as it's a family vehicle, um, cleaning up after your kids. Definitely, it's a benefit and convenience feature that's just built right into um, the Pacifica. Um, it is located in the second row, but that gives you access to either the third row, cargo area, or even the first row. You can clean up whatever you need. Um, I have my dog in my car all the time, and I have to um, vacuum up that the dog hair that I can't stand seeing on everything. But I have that convenience of having that vacuum right there so I can do it at any moment.
1: That was going to be my right. next question to you because I have five dogs. How, how does that vacuum yes, do I, with dog hair?
3: You definitely need a Pacifica.
1: <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do need a Pacifica in my life. Uh, here's the other thing, too. Now, you can also activate um, the, the lift gate with your foot. Is that right?
3: Yes. Um, we, have, we call it hands free uh, power lift gate and also hands free sliding doors.
1: Now, I have a, been, I have a
3: that, that is a unique feature that we um, only offer in the segment as well
1: now the environmental impact of this of course a lot of people are buying these vehicles for fuel economy but also if you don't want to damage the earth which supplies us with life uh, you guys have, have made the environmental impact as minimal as possible haven't you
3: that's correct um, that's what this vehicle is all about While it's um, you know the family vehicle that sits you know eight or, or up to seven but is well you are getting the best fuel economy out there with the hybrid hybrid, 84 miles per gallon equivalent in electric-only mode, and 33 miles of all-electric range, um, and that's 566 miles of total range, so that's truly outstanding for a vehicle of this size to be able to get that, that type of fuel efficiency.
1: All right, so available now, and how much is it going to cost me to get into uh, the different trim levels? So let's start with the regular Pacifica uh, and find out the price of the hybrid, also, than the S trim level.
3: So um, I'll just mention the S trim level available on go- both gas and the hybrid is only 595. It's a package that is available on most of the models across the lineup. Now, a gas model starts as low as $27,000. And uh, runs to $44,000. For a hybrid, you, you start at $40,000 and goes up to 45000
1: And presumably, uh, they're all in stock around uh, the country at Chrysler Dealers, so we could walk in and test drive one tomorrow?
3: Definitely, we have inventory out there at dealerships across the nation.
1: It's always really good to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Our Auto Expert. And I will tell you, as soon as my dogs are ready for a new car, I'm straight to a Chrysler. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. I'm Nick
0: Miles. Keep listening. Nick Miles, Our Auto Expert, is moments away on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles continues.
1: Uh, we're talking to Marianne Capo about the Chrysler Pacifica and the Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid. You're listening to our auto expert. I want to talk a little bit uh, about the um, the platform that this vehicle sits on, because there is a there. This is a stroke of genius. So that anybody that doesn't know that we're talking about the uh, Chrysler Pacifica Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid is this vehicle has a very unique platform that it's built on and chrysler is part of a big company which involves uh, fiat chrysler automobiles uh, even maserati and alfa romeo are uh, part of the same company as well as uh, dodge um, jeep ram and fiat here's the interesting thing the platform that this vehicle is built on is so good that uh, your sister companies are all clamoring to use it in their their upcoming vehicles Probably makes you proud to think that uh, you guys led the way with such a good vehicle, and now everybody wants a piece of your action.
3: That's right. Um, no, I mean, we, we built an all-new architecture, so um, the Pacifica, the Chrysler Pacifica minivan um, was all new, built from the ground up. Um, the new platform provides a really smooth and responsive ride and handling, also quiet. And, you know, al- we also have the flexibility to have gas models or your hybrid model that we've been focusing on in our conversation.
1: Let's talk a little bit about uh, the vacuum, because this is uh, something that makes sense in these vehicles. We know the kids have to be entertained, but when you live in your minivan, especially when you do road trips, that type of thing, uh, vacuum cleaners are probably one of the most necessary things in the vehicle. And that was kind of a stroke of genius as well. Now, there is another company that does a vacuum cleaner in their minivan, but theirs is right in the back. You you stuck it uh, around the wheel well, so basically you can sit in the second row, just pull up a little door, and there is the vacuum hose. You can pull it out and vacuum all those Cheerios up. Uh, that that was kind of a stroke of genius. Is that one of the reasons that people shop for this new Chrysler Pacifica minivan?
3: Certainly as It's a family vehicle. Um, cleaning up after your kids, definitely it's a benefit and convenience feature with that's just built right into um, the Pacifica. Um, it is located in the second row, but that gives you access to either the third row, cargo area, or even the first row. You can clean up whatever you need. Um, I have my dog in my car all the time, and I have to um, vacuum up that the dog hair that I can't stand seeing on everything. But. I have that convenience of having that vacuum right there so I can do it at any moment.
1: That was going to be my That's next right- question to you because I have five dogs. How how does that vacuum yes, do I- with dog hair?
3: You definitely need a Pacifica.
1: <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do need a Pacifica in my life. Uh, here's the other thing, too. Now, you can also activate um, the, the lift gate with your foot. Is that right?
3: Yes. Um, We, have, we call it hands-free uh, power lift gate and also hands-free sliding doors. That is a unique feature that we um, only offer in the segment as well.
1: Now, the environmental impact of this, of course, a lot of people are buying these vehicles for fuel economy, but also, if you don't want to damage the earth, which supplies us with life, uh, you guys have, have made the environmental impact as minimal as possible, haven't you?
3: That's correct. Um, that's what this vehicle is all about, while it's, um, you know, the family vehicle that sits you know eight or, or up to seven but as well you are getting the best fuel economy out there
1: it's always really good to talk to you thank you so much for joining us today on our auto expert and i will tell you as soon as my dogs are ready for a new car i'm straight to a Chrysler dealer
3: i love it thank you so much have a great day
0: you're listening to our auto expert i'm nick Miles. Como News 1000 FM 97.7. Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. We'll be right back. Our Auto Expert continues on Como News. Here's Nick Miles. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. I was recently on a
1: lifetime trip to, or one of the best trips in my lifetime, to Portugal, where I got to drive the Jaguar I-Pace. And uh, who to have back to talk to us about the I-Pace than Dave Larson, who is all-knowing uh, at Jaguar. So first of all, uh, this is the first vehicle out, Dave, that really is a Tesla fighter, isn't it? It's It matches uh, what Tesla have had out in the market and the first one.
4: Yeah, no, we're really excited. Um, the I-Pace is going to go on sale this uh, September, and it was designed from the ground up to be a battery electric vehicle. We didn't take any... Um, existing platforms over so this is a brand new design and it really is everything that you would expect from a Jaguar Uh, great styling incredible performance and that luxury factor that I think um, you know some other manufacturers were coming up short on battery electric vehicles
1: let's uh, there's so much to get into this I know that we only have you for uh, a short time so we'll we'll dive in Uh, first of all Thank you for not making it look like some kind of slug or snail, because all electric cars have tended to be fugly. Uh, This one is not. Uh, uh, Wayne and the team over at Jaguar did an amazing job at making something that was actually desirable.
4: Yeah, and I'll tell you, I'm driving one right now up in uh, the Catskill Mountains, and I was just uh, heading into a a Walmart, and somebody said to me, wow, that is one fantastic-looking car. What, what is it? And, you know, I explained to them it's the new Jaguar I-Pace and it'll be out in September. And they said, and, I, and then I told them it was uh, a battery electric, and they said, you're kidding me. So I agree with you uh, 100% is that it's a fantastic-looking car, and um, it just happens to be battery electric.
1: One of the things I love about it, too, is that you gave this vehicle capability. Now, I know that when I looked at the, the Tesla Um, manual that comes with the vehicle if you take your tesla model 3 or model s off road they can actually um void your warranty well you encouraged us to take the (laughs) ipace off road
4: and not only uh does the ipace go off road uh but i think you also had an opportunity on the trip to uh drive through some uh fairly deep water as well
1: yeah we crossed this river and uh, they said I'm going to ford this river here and as we got halfway through the river the guy's standing there in the river and he goes just just turn left and drive down the river i like, what? <laughs> I mean I can understand because a lot of events you know uh, they do this a lot in Austin and Texas area where they have uh, a lot of these uh, rivers these little sort of streams and rivers that cross roads so you're used to a lot of events fording rivers because it's something automakers love to show you they love to show you that you can get in their car and drive it through so much water I have never been yeah. at a situation where someone said turn left and just drive up the river instead (laughs) of just crossing it but the cool thing is when we're in Portugal is the guy who is part of the Land Rover Jaguar team there doing the off-road section said to us put on the interior cameras so you can look at the uh, camera as you drive through the water and we'd put the camera on and we could actually see all the way around the vehicle and we were watching the wake caused by the vehicle traveling in front of us just like we were driving a boat. It was it was just incredible.
4: <laughs> yeah. Now the the car performs incredibly on-road, but the unexpected portion is that it still is has the full off-road capability that you would expect of a SUV.
1: We're talking to Dave Larson about the new Jaguar I-Pace. Dave, thank you for taking time um, to join us on the phone and talk about the new I-Pace. I want to ask you questions about the on-road or the track performance, because one of the things that we did when we drove the new I-Pace and uh, took it all the way to Portugal was you guys hired one of the best, the Autodromo track in Portugal, for us to drive around. And, and we drove the F-Type first around the track so we could sort of get our bearings. And and by the way, if you're unfamiliar with the track, it, it's a little bit... The best way I can explain it is it's a little bit like Laguna Seca in which there are a lot of uh, turns and twists that are unexpected in these vehicles. So you get to... Uh, you, you come up on hills, you can't see what's the other side... It's very similar to that. After we'd driven the f base, we jumped in the I-Pace, uh, sorry, once we driven the F-Type, we jumped in the I-Pace and put it on track, and blew me away. This vehicle handles just like a sports car.
5: Absolutely.
0: Stay tuned, there's more to come with Nick Miles on Como News. It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles. This vehicle handles just like a sports car. Absolutely. The
1: the other thing I want to ask you about is the sound that you created in the car, because a lot of manufacturers decide if you have an electric vehicle, you want to pump in some sort of sound, uh, at least to give the driver some idea of speed, uh, because normally electric vehicles have one gear and they're silent. But you decided to create a, a sound that was different in this vehicle.
4: Yeah, no, and it really adds to the driving experience.
1: Um, I, I noticed that the faster you go, the louder the sound gets. And I and I think I mentioned this when I did the TV segment about the car. That I remember watching the movie Judge Dredd when he drove those uh, those Judge vehicles around, and it sounds just like that. It's kind of got this spaceship sound to it. The faster that you go with the vehicle, but its zero to sixty time is is four point five seconds, which is is fairly respectable. Uh, in that class of vehicle I don't I'm not sure of many other SUVs that do 0 to 60 that fast.
4: Yeah, no, it's tremendous and you know electric vehicles really represent the future into autonomous driving, but I got to tell you I'm going to go out on the edge here and this electric vehicle that we have really brings the fun to drive back into the vehicle, and you know I have uh, several cars in our in our fleet, and uh, every weekend if I can get an i Pace, I'm um, I'm I'm a happy guy.
1: What's the future of electric with uh, with Jaguar and with Jaguar Land Rover? Uh, because you know, electric, I was uh, we were talking about this earlier in the show. The head of Shell in the UK was saying that he would like to see electric vehicles moved forward uh 2040 in the uk is when uh, they're trying to ban all gasoline vehicles and so they're, they're he's saying is why don't we bring that forward in earlier time because that lets shell companies like shell know when to invest and where to invest all their money and time we know that oil is going away so presumably this is the first vehicle in a series of vehicles that's going to be heading towards the electric platform and this is just sort of the the dipping your toe in the water?
4: Well, we have a clear strategy and um, we've announced that every new model introduced from 2020 forward will have some form of electrification, whether it's going to be a full battery electric vehicle like the iPACE, um, or like the uh, plug-in hybrids that we're going to be introducing in November on the Range Rover and Range Rover Sport and other future electrification platforms. So, uh we have made a commitment, and you're going to begin to see that rolling out first with the iPACE, and then other vehicles in the Jaguar and Land Rover lineup.
1: All right, and it's fairly exciting. So let's talk about uh, what's available. By the way, uh, 22-inch wheels. I think were were the uh, what we drove on, and that to me is. You know, like 24-inch is cartoon wheels. We're getting very close to cartoon wheels on these cars. It's it's like 22-inch wheels are awesome, by the way, on the I-PACE. Uh, so if I want one of these vehicles, what's the reality of me getting one?
4: So uh, I'd, I'd advise you to uh, visit your Jaguar Land Rover dealer uh, as soon as possible and place an order. Uh, we've seen a lot of initial demand since we uh, debuted the vehicle at the L.A. Auto Show last year. And again, volume is going to be... I wouldn't say exclusive, but it's going to be limited.
1: We're talking to Dave Larson. We're talking about the new iPace. Dave, thanks for joining us. I will look forward to my long-term loan, which I know that you're working on right now. (laughs) As long as it's not my car. (laughs) Oh, all right. You got it. Uh, Dave Larson. And if you want to check out the new iPace, you can go to ourautoexpert.com and check out some of the videos. Uh, We spent quite a long time doing uh, some drives of this in
0: Portugal. It was a lot of fun. Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. He's Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Thanks, guys. So check this out. You can follow us 24-7
1: at uh, autoexpert.com and see some of the videos that we've recorded. Also, go there and listen to all the shows we've ever had. Yeah, they're all uh, at autoexpert.com, the podcast. So every morning when you wake up, you can listen to a two-hour show. Isn't that great? And the idea is you can also follow us on social media. We have Instagram, we have Facebook, and we have the Twitters. Uh, Just follow our auto expert at all of those. Or My personal is Nick J. Miles, N-I-K-J-M-I-L-E-S, because we always want to know what I'm doing, what airport I'm in all over the world. Traveling there, of course, to make sure that you have all the latest car information that uh, happens around the world every single week. Still to come in the show, we're going to talk about traffic lights. Yeah, There's a thing that Audi have where you can actually check out the time a traffic light's going to take to change. It'll inform you of that. Plus, there's the opportunity to feed back and find out how the city can benefit from knowing where traffic flows are. Plus, what's going on in the world of investment, electric cars, etc. Anton Warman is going to join us. He is our mad professor. That's all coming up on our
0: ordering. COMO News, there's more to come with Nick Miles. Stay tuned, our auto expert will be right back. It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on COMO News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles continues.
1: Welcome back to our auto expert on the phone with us is Roman Micah from the fast lane truck, uh, Roman, a good friend of the show, Roman. So there is action in the truck department like you would not believe with new models lined up and some sort of rebirth of old models. Let's start with what just happened in Detroit where uh, FCA's Ram brand decided to reintroduce a version of their classic truck. They're calling it the Ram Classic. It's uh, sort of a tradesman uh, tradesmen version or, or commercial drivers. They're introducing old-school Ram.
6: Yeah, they're selling both the new Ram and the old Ram at the same time, and they kind of did the same thing with the Jeep. And uh, It's actually a very smart strategy, Nick, because it allows them to – keep the line going on the old truck and keep money flowing while at the same time selling the new truck. And it gives people a choice. You know, there's a little bit of speculation out there as to why they're doing it. Some people think it's because of cash flow. Other people say it's because the new truck uh, is a little too elegant, believe it or not. You know, Graham used to have this uh, crosshair grill, right? That was just as American as apple pie. And they went away from that in the newest version. And people are a little concerned about the fact that it's not as butch, not as uh, tough looking as the previous generation. So now you can choose. You can have the old crosshair grille or you can go with the new one. You know, it really is up to you.
1: Do you think that uh, they will make enough money on just commercial customers and just uh, the base level model of the uh, sort of classic 1500 to keep the vehicle, you know, production line going? Or do you think it's just. Uh, there just isn't that many fleet customers out there.
6: Uh, I don't know if there's. I don't know if there's that many fleet customers out there. You know, FCA. It's no secret that FCA that owns Ram has been struggling with cash flow and you know keeping the doors open. They own several brands that are very profitable, including Jeep, Ram, um, and they own several brands that are not very profitable, including Fiat. You know, they're bringing out new Maseratis, new Alfa Romeos, trying to make that brand profitable as well. Uh Chrysler is kind of, you know, hanging on by the skin of its teeth. And so I think I think this is partially um uh, strategy to just keep the cash flowing so that they can keep making and building new trucks, keep on moving forward. But yeah, uh it's you know for if you're a truck buyer, it's great because I, I'm a big believer in choice and now you can get the new truck or you can get the old truck. And speaking of new trucks Uh, there's a new Silverado coming, and that's huge. Keep in mind that new trucks don't come along all that often. Uh, And there's a new Silverado coming. Me and you will be driving it pretty soon. Uh, And uh, the big news there is uh, they just dropped the fact that they're going to stick a four-cylinder turbo in a full-size Silverado. Can you believe that?
1: You know, Ford Ford are pretty big on doing um, what they call EcoBoost engines, which is turboed smaller engines. Would it work for Chevy because they're always known for their bigger engines?
6: You know, that's a great question. So each of the three American brands has a different strategy for getting fuel efficiency. So what Chevy's doing is they're going with the four-cylinder turbo. They also do cylinder deactivation. So the new uh, version of the truck will have uh, a thing where actually you can run on up to one cylinder, hopefully going downhill. But it, it actually can cut off seven of the eight cylinders so you're getting better fuel economy now ram has gone with a mild hybrid system so they can actually add a little bit of electricity that improve their fuel economy uh, and ford has gone with either a diesel which is brand new for this year or obviously like you mentioned turbocharging. they have a 2.7 liter twin turbo eco as well as a 3.5 liter twin turbo eco
1: so if you had if i gave you eighty thousand dollars today what would you go buy roman <laughs>
6: Truck-wise, yeah, truck-wise. Uh, I think I, you know, I love off-road trucks. So obviously, we just sold our long-term Raptor. Uh, the new version of the Raptor is really, really good. So I'd probably seriously look at that. I also love the ZR2 if I was in the mid-size truck market. Uh, and if I was looking at a heavy-duty truck, I'd probably get the uh, Cummins 3500 uh, Ram. I love that Cummins engine and the Ram. Uh, and you know, all of those trucks can be had for not well over eighty thousand, but certainly you know significantly under 30 under 80000
1: all right well uh, the checks on its way roman Micah from the fast lane truck you're always good to talk to you're listening to our auto expert here i got more cool stuff coming up
0: stay tuned there's more to come with nick miles on como news It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles. Todd
1: Fairburn is from Ford. We're talking about the brand new EV versions, or the uh, the hybrid version and the energy version of the Fusion. Uh, Todd, you know we had an opportunity to spend some time with this car. I just had the Ford Fusion EV out of the fleet. Uh, which was kind of fun. Let's talk about the improvements for 2019. So as Ford moved forward, you guys are developing, you're putting a lot of money, a lot of energy into uh, electrification of the vehicles. Every year you make dramatic improvements. Right now you sit at the number two car company uh, to provide hybrids. You'd like to be number one, right?
7: Well, I think that's where the company's shooting for, right? I mean, if you know, I, I think to quote uh, Ricky Bobby from <laughs> Talladega Nights, "If you're not first, you're last," right, Nick? And so right. Right. we got to continue to, you know, push the envelope. I mean, we didn't get truck leadership overnight, right? We've continued to deliver what the customers, what the users want, and. Whether you're applying that to a, to an F-150, to a Super Duty, or to a family sedan, um, it's the same kind of principles. you got to give the people what they want and um, do it at a price point. That's affordable to the masses.
1: So tell me a little bit about uh, uh, what's new for 2019.
7: Yeah, and that's a great question. So I'll kind of start from the inside. And, um, you know, one of the things we wanted to do is to continue to – because it's a family vehicle, family first, right? Um, we wanted to we wanted to kind of set the new bar for safety. So in the 19 Fusion, it's going to be whether it's gas, hybrid, or energy, it's going to be our first Ford vehicle in the showroom to come with standard Ford Copilot 360 um, technologies. And so that's a you know Ford speak for. A litany of safety um, features for the customer's benefit. So, pre collision assist with pedestrian detection. So, if somebody's texting while they're crossing the street, which happens all the time um, or far too often, I would say, as well as, you know, blind spot, um, indicator, lane keeping. So, if you're swerving a little bit, the car gives you a little jolt to keep you in your lane. Um, Rear view cameras, auto high beams. And then on our hybrid, so the EVs, both the hybrid and the plug in, you get adaptive cruise control with stop and go, um, which helps you maintain a safe distance between your cars in front of you and really avoids those false traffic jams that we see all the time on the highway, or at least far too frequently, as well as navigation. So stepping back and not knowing much about Ford, we're putting our investment in this vehicle to your benefit as the customer, right? It's the safety. It's keeping you and your loved ones that you travel with. Safe and secure in the vehicle.
1: Let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, the environmental impact of the new uh, the new fusion. Because for a long time, Ford have been making seats and other parts of cars out of uh, organic products. You're making your seats out of soy, right? Yes,
7: correct. It's um, it, it is it is pretty incredible when you when you take a step back and you kind of dig into what our seats are made out of. So it's the soy, or it's recycled bottle even, not even the bottles, recycled denim that goes into the stuffing for the seat. All those little, what seem to be little things, you know, really add up um, to not only, you know, providing an interesting talking point to a consumer, but for, you know, continuing to maintain sustainability. If you look at like our Rouge plant in Dearborn, I'm not sure if you've had the opportunity, you know, we have a live um, garden on top and that keeps everything cool inside, reduces your need for air conditioning, et cetera. So it's all these little things that maybe the customers or consumers or shoppers don't see um, that we're doing, you know, kind of behind the scenes to maintain, you know, the, the ecosystem, et cetera, for generations beyond our own.
1: All right, so if we want one, we probably should wait a few months before we head into a dealer well, you know there's
7: there's a lot of there's still a lot of similarities between our eighteen and our nineteen um so there's still plenty of fusions to be had and um but the nineteens do hit to your point they do hit a little bit later this year um so if you're looking for a nineteen,
2: that would be the timing I guess i get, I guess I
1: just got spoiled <laughs> <laughs> You did. Uh, Todd Fairburn, thank you so much for joining us and giving up part of your weekend and telling us all about the new uh, Ford Fusions, the uh, the plug-in hybrid and the uh, energy version. And we'll look forward to uh, seeing those on deal a lot soon and uh, scratching up some good environmental points. When we come back, more about plugging your life in.
0: Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. He's Nick Miles, and this is our auto expert on Como News 1000
1: FM 97.7. Todd Fairburn is from Ford. We're talking about the brand new EV versions or the uh, the hybrid version and the energy version of the Fusion. Uh, Todd, you know, we had an opportunity to spend some time with this car. I just had the Ford Fusion EV out of the fleet, uh, which was kind of fun. Let's talk about the improvements For 2019. So as Ford move forward, you guys are developing, you're putting a lot of money, a lot of energy into uh, electrification of the vehicles. Every year you make dramatic improvements. Right now you sit at the number two car company uh, to provide hybrids. You'd like to be number one, right?
7: Well, I think that's where the company's shooting for, right? I mean, if you know, I, I think to quote uh Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights, if you're not first, you're last, right, Nick. And so right, right. we gotta continue to, you know, push the envelope. I mean we didn't get truck leadership overnight right we've continued to deliver what the customers what the users want and whether you're applying that to a to an F150 to a Super Duty or to a family sedan um it's the same kind of principles you got to give the people what they want and um do it at a price point that's affordable to the masses
1: so tell me a little bit about uh, uh what's new for 2019
7: yeah and that's a great question so I'll kind of start from the inside, and, um, you know, one of the things we wanted to do is to continue to, because it's a family vehicle, family first, right, Um, we wanted to to kind of set the new bar for safety. So in the 19 Fusion, it's going to be, whether it's gas, hybrid, or energy, it's going to be our first Ford vehicle in the showroom to come with standard Ford Copilot 360 um, technologies. And so that's a, you know, Ford speak for, a litany of safety um, features for the customer's benefit. So pre-collision assist with pedestrian te- detection. So if somebody's texting while they're crossing the street, which happens all the time um, or far too often, I would say, as well as, you know, blind spot um, indicator, lane keeping. So if you're swerving a little bit, the car gives you a little jolt keep you in your lane. Um, rear view cameras, auto high beams. And then on our hybrid, so the EVs, both the hybrid and the plug-in, you get adaptive cruise control with stop and go. Um, which helps you maintain a safe distance between your cars in front of you and really avoids those false traffic jams that we see all the time on the highway, or at least far too frequently, as well as navigation. So stepping back and not knowing much about Ford, we're putting our investment in this vehicle to your benefit as the customer, right? It's the safety. It's keeping you and your loved ones that you travel with safe and secure in the vehicle
1: for a long time Ford have been making seats and other parts of cars out of uh, organic products you're making your seats out of soy right
7: yes correct it's um it, it is it is pretty incredible when you when you take a step back and you kind of dig into what our seats are made out of so it's the soy or it's recycled bottle caps even not even the bottles all those little what seem to be little things you know, really add up um, to not only, you know, providing an interesting talking point to a consumer, but for, you know, continuing to maintain sustainability. If you look at like our Rouge plant in Dearborn, I'm not sure if you've had the opportunity, you know, we have a live um, garden on top and that keeps everything cool inside, reduces your need for air conditioning, etc. So it's all these little things that maybe the customers or consumers or shoppers don't see that we're doing, you know, kind of behind the scenes to maintain the ecosystem, etc., for generations beyond our own.
1: When we come back, more about plugging your life in.
0: Como News. There's more to come with Nick Miles. Stay tuned. Our auto expert will be right back. Como News, time to set it on cruise control. This is our auto expert. Here's Nick Miles.
1: Welcome back to the show, and every week he joins us on the phone from his uh, luxury condo somewhere around the world. Anton Wallman's here from Seeking Alpha, he is our independent analyst and investor. Anton, Uh, You have been the topic of many discussions already on the show uh, because there is so much happening on Politica. There is so much happening uh, as far as uh, electric vehicles are concerned and uh, with tariffs as well. So these are all things that you are fairly familiar with. We can only generally, because it changes minute by minute, day by day, uh, the tariffs, we can only generally talk about that. We will uh, maybe save those until some more decisions are made, but let's delve into some Tesla stuff. Because um, Tesla have now, uh, as they say, hit the 5,000-a-week production level, Um, but their shares took a massive dip right after that happened.
5: That's right. So basically what Tesla reported was that they had – so-called factory-gated 5,000 Model 3 units in a week, plus another approximately 2,000 units of their regular good old Model S and X. So basically a total of about 7,000 units. But notice they didn't exactly do this without a set of caveats. Most importantly, the company said that they had factory gated these units what that means is a little bit unclear because the company has refrained from precisely defining it but most people seem to believe that the company basically saved some units that were almost completed in the prior weeks and then bunched them all together and then they went out the broader factory gates during this one week period enabling the company to hit these numbers so basically these um uh this sort of factory gate definition would basically be you you amass these cars in a big parking lot, and then eventually they all go out the door and then, uh, or out the gate, I should say, and then uh, you hit these numbers. So Well, well that's uh, that's
1: an easy thing to do, right? So, so anyway, we were suspicious this was happening anyway. It's easy to do. It's easy to say that we produce that many vehicles. The biggest downfall, Anton, is the following month when you can only produce 3,000.
5: That's right. So basically, there are all sorts of questions of whether the company even has the capacity to produce these many cars because their paint shop, for example, if you look at the permits that the company has with the city and what they have built in terms of a paint shop, that paint shop only has the capacity of about 260,000 units per year, which comes down to about 5,000 a week. So they can do however they want, but they really can't produce on any sustained basis. At this point, many people believe who have analyzed the issue on the ground more than a about five thousand a week and that includes not just the model 3 but also the Model S and the Model X. So they can uh, go uh, run through a set of hoops and show a slightly larger number for a very, very quick burst rate. But after that uh, it will be hard to sustain. And we've already seen here subsequent to this week when they reported these numbers that in the days after that the production went down to uh, some very, very small numbers, a few hundreds of units. Uh, every uh, couple of days.
1: The question being that at some point we're going to realize that this was shenanigans if it was shenanigans
5: and then they're really going to be in uh, in trouble. Basically, if you look at uh, actually what the company did in the quarter, right? So the the company produced over 28,000 Model 3s, but they only delivered just over 18,000. So they produced uh, essentially, uh, you know, over sort of 50% more than they actually delivered, which is on the one hand somewhat natural in a ramp up like this. But on the other hand, it also goes to remind people of the fact that production does not equal sales and sales being defined as when you deliver a car and that car is being paid for in full and driven off the lot. So there are units of Model 3s lingering all over uh, their um, sort of logistics chain over at these service centers, over at these delivery centers and whereas one can on the one hand uh, assume that over time most of these units will be delivered probably next quarter. Not all of them are being delivered in a timely manner. And that's why one should not assume that just because the company reaches on a temporary basis, even if it's only 3,000 units per week, that they will actually sell 3,000 per week.
1: We're talking to Anton Wallman. He's an independent investor and analyst on Our Auto Expert.
0: More Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. Charge your engines, and they're off. Back to our auto expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News. So let's talk about uh, the... There's two other
1: things that are still sort of pending. The tent, this large tent that they built to increase their production, was that how they managed to get over what, you know, increase the production enough to hit the 5,000? Because the last well, drone footage that I saw of the tent is it wasn't operational.
5: No, they, I think the production in there is 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 not very material. I mean, the company said that they were making on the order of almost about 20%, I believe, of their production in the last week or two of the quarter uh, in that tent. That looks very, very dubious. Uh, They're clearly doing some work in there, and it's very strange that in a plant where Toyota and GM, as the prior owners of the plant, were able to produce uh, over 400,000 vehicles a week uh, without any tent whatsoever, Tesla suddenly needs a tent in order to uh, remedy its production capabilities in order to uh, uh, reach, you know, kind of 5,000 a week, even on a very temporary basis. So. Um, I don't think we. I think the on the whole tent business, I think we can. Uh, I think we should wait a little bit longer before we render a verdict as to what it's done here. But uh, clearly, a tent will need air conditioning. It needs uh, all sorts of structure around it in order to provide for a, a safe and uh, and quality, inspiring working uh, environment. And uh, I don't think we have the final verdict on that quite yet.
1: The other pending thing uh, about Tesla is uh, their. I would say, interesting uh, legal battle with the ex-low-level engineer, which was big news a few weeks ago, but uh, we haven't really heard much about it.
5: Well, things have been going forth and back, and uh, certainly there's nothing conclusive here. There is a legal process that is in the early stages of discovery, but... Elon Musk on Twitter has been uh, accusing uh, the journalist that published information in question about uh, basically having obtained this information in a not-so-kosher manner. And uh, of course, this employee says that uh, he's got all sorts of evidence that he will show soon enough. And so I think that it's still too early to see what this person has or hasn't. And who really is more in the right or not but it is very strange that if you're the CEO of a company and you're attacking this man in such a heavy manner i mean either he he has you know information that is false at which point there's nothing really to worry about as it were or his information is real at which point you can argue which one of the two parties has more to worry about the employee that took the information that is real or the company that is being exposed to information that uh, uh, maybe contradicting what the company itself has been saying. So, I think that we we simply this is one of those cases where we just need to wait just a little bit longer in order to um, get a proper verdict of um, on what uh, uh, comes out of uh,
1: Anton as an independent analyst and investor. Do you think that the, Tesla has a good business case for the other vehicles that they are proposing, the Model Y? the new uh, performance roadster and the tesla truck do you think these are a reality or perhaps that they have enough on their plate right now
5: well the company has a very high cost structure the company makes its vehicles today in only one location in only one state it's in one factory in the heart of silicon valley it's probably the most expensive place uh, almost on earth where you could build an automotive uh, operation at this point outside of maybe monaco or some uh, crazy place so uh, the company is an inherent to disadvantage against almost any other automaker in terms of being very cost effective and therefore yield profitability on these products
1: all right anton woolman is an independent investor and analyst you can read his stuff at seeking alpha and of course he joins us every week here
0: on our auto expert keep listening nick miles our auto expert is moments away on como news 1000 fm 97.7 News 1000, FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues.
1: Well, thanks for listening to this week's show. Jen, what did you learn from this week's show?
2: That it takes an hour and a half to build an AMG engine.
1: An hour and a half? That's what I, you said. I could do it in 10 seconds.
2: And it's signed by the person who oh, built I couldn't it. sign it, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, L- Brian, what did you learn from this week's show? Um... All right, absolutely nothing. We'll be back next week. You can follow <laughs> us on social media at Our Auto Expert. And as always, the uh, OurAutoExpert.com website is available 24-7 where you can download previous shows that you've listened to and put them on your pod-playing machine, which is kind of a benefit of this show. You can have it uh, available 24-7. Of course, follow us on social media as well. Our Auto Expert on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Or you can follow my personal, Nick J. Miles, N-I-K-J-M-I-L-E-S. And send me notes of things you want to hear on the show and questions that you may have that Jen can answer because she's in charge of answering all the questions and social media as well. Don't forget to watch our TV segments online as well. You can see all the videos of the new cars that we travel around the world to test drive and some of the unveilings like that new Chevy Blazer. That's, of course, online. Until next week, uh, you look really nice today. Just wanted to throw that in at the end of the show.
6: Stay connected. Stay informed. This is Como News.